The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. Literally, this is now <laughs> officially, we're shutting down non-essential businesses as of 6 p.m. last night and just ridiculous, unconstitutional things. Yes, that's right. You're probably in a occupied state two there across the land who are listening to me this morning. I'm the editor at SonsLibertyMedia.com for our Muslim friends. I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. And if you'd like to check us out, please do so. SonsLibertyMedia.com and SonsLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you go over to SonsLibertyMedia.com, you can check out the face that was made for radio. And that's right, you can watch the video portion of the show there. You can also watch the live video feed on my Twitter account at FPPTM, FPPTM on Twitter. Facebook, Bradley Dean SOL. Our YouTube channel is B Dean Sons of Liberty. And we're also on BeforeIt'sNews.com. Our friend Michael Roach has given us a place there. We appreciate that very much. And uh, we're there 6 a.m. every weekday and 3 p.m. Eastern every weekday afternoon and on Saturdays. That's Bradley in the afternoon, and he's uh, he's on there for two hours on Saturdays. And then finally, you can go to DLive.tv at The Sons of Liberty. The Sons of Liberty, we've had some friends in there from DLive. We appreciate you guys very much, as well as all those who are joining us this morning in the chat room and others. Joni, uh, Beanie Man, nice. Uh, Brian and Danny and... Several others in there. I know there's some other people watching. We really appreciate your support. Thank you so much. Uh, you can also check us out on Spreely Gab, MeWe Minds, and USA.life uh, under Sons of Liberty or Sons of Liberty Media. And uh, with that said, uh, just, to, just to make mention, uh, the, the public emergency broadcast system or whatever <laughs> came on to let us know that, you know, hey, you want to go to the gym? Sorry. We're, we're going to close the gyms. Uh, you want to go... Uh, here, there, and everywhere uh, for what they call non-essential businesses, then no, you can't go and you can't open your, your business. It's tyrannical. It is not constitutional. I know they're telling you it's under the guise of safety. I know that's what they're telling you. But you just remember what Ben Franklin says, if you want that kind of government to take care of you, you don't deserve liberty or security. And so people are smart. If they think something is serious enough, they'll keep themselves at home. They'll stay away from certain things. If they 
see that as a, as a risk. My friend Evan Mulch, we're going to have him on from the John Burt Society on Friday, Lord willing. Uh, he was responding to, you know, somebody who's a Facebook friend. And they said, well, you know, if I get this thing, then, you know, I could get really sick. They could even euthanize me and this, that, and the other. And he said, it feels unconstitutional. And Evan goes, no, it doesn't feel unconstitutional. It is unconstitutional. Kind of like the stimulus package that's come out. Now, I've entitled today's show, The Biggest Heist in in History. COVID-19, the multi-million dollar stimulus. And then we're going to throw in indoctrination. Why? Because this is Rotten of the Core Wednesday. And on the line we've got with us our Common Core diva, Lynn Taylor. Lynn, good morning. Hello, hello. <laughs> All right, so we've got a lot to cover. Now, your state of North Carolina obviously has had some uh, crackdowns with, um, what's his name up there, Coop or whatever. Uh, they've had yep. these little crackdowns. They're, they're little tin hat tyrants. And then we had Governor McMaster's come in and do this mess here in South Carolina with these non-essentials. And I think by the time the week's out, It'll probably be just this total lockdown like a lot of these states are doing. And people go, oh, this is Democrats. This is the work of Democrats. These are Republicans. Well, <laughs> Cooper's not. <laughs> and yeah, I was going to say these are not all. Uh, but we even have it coming out of the White House. They don't understand that this daily task force mess, which is doing nothing but basically saying the same thing over and over, contributes to this. I mean, it really does contribute to it. And when the National Guard's asked by the states to pull up, well, Trump happily obliges that. And when we have the stimulus going, everybody's blaming Democrats for the stimulus. And I'm like, our president has the power of the veto. And so we're going to talk a little bit about some of these things uh, today. We, in fact, you've got a lot, so I don't want to type, uh, type a bunch of time. But these are some of the stuff we're going to talk about today. The American people are the ones who are being ripped off. And if you haven't heard that this goes well beyond a $2.2 trillion stimulus package, or I'm going to give you that by the end of the show. But I'm going to turn it over to Lynn. What do you got for us today, Lynn? Oh, my stars in heaven. It's like more like what we don't have at this point. <laughs> okay, and I say that with a laugh, and the only reason I say it with a laugh is because this really is so infuriating that we should be, you know, tarring and feathering people. But uh, we don't do that anymore. Um, so anyway, uh, as far as stimuluses go... Would you like to know that America is looking at its fourth bill in, what, less than two weeks, Tim, for more stimulus activity, which usually means money? Yep. Yep, they're pouring in. And they're talking about uh, another couple of trillion dollars for infrastructure, all this stuff that that money should have been going for, uh, but is not going for that. It's going for unconstitutional things. Well, one of the things that, um, you know, when I was sending you the email to get ready for today, um, I've not been able to find out too terribly much information. And I guess in the days that are coming, we'll find out. But it was, um, now we all know how awful Nancy Pelosi is. But, yeah, she's the one who's really backing this fourth round of uh, stimulus stuff. And as far as how it goes into education, right now the only thing that that we are seeing, Tim, is that it is going to go after our tax dollars. Now, one of the things that we need to point out here is that with each of these stimulus packages, I don't care how big or how small the price tag is, that is our money being used against us. 
It is the government going, okay, we're going to pass this bill. We don't really know what's in it. We know it impacts education. We know it impacts your life. But we really don't know much beyond that what we're spending. But by George, you and your family are going to pay for what we're doing. And that's exactly what's happening. You know, when you said that about this is our tax dollars, this is our money, I think what we need to do is we need to start changing that narrative. We need to say something similar to these are the chains they're forging for us. This Because it's okay. debt they're throwing on us. And people need to understand that. When they're spending unconstitutionally, you know, we have these guys wanting a convention of states to have um, – the ba- a balanced budget. That's not what it, that's not what it is. You wouldn't even need a balanced budget if they only spent on constitutional items. And so I think, I mean, this is just my thought. I'm not telling you you have to do it, but <laughs> I, we we somehow mm-hmm. need to work in there to where this is a bondage to the people because people aren't understanding that. They're just thinking, well, we talk about them printing money out of thin air, which they do, uh, and so they mm-hmm. think, well, this isn't such a big deal, you know. And by the way, I'm getting twelve hundred dollars. You know, and so they're happy. They're happy yeah. to sell out the farm for for twelve hundred bucks, which really, you know, when it comes down to it, it's, it, it costs them about six thousand dollars. That's what it's going to cost them for that twelve hundred bucks, and and they're just perfectly fine with their their government uh, giving money to their big business buddies and uh, and spending unconstitutionally and never holding people accountable. Okay. All right. So here's what we can say. We can say that this is um, indentured servitude. This is absolutely. I mean, you know, we've used that sure. term before. Sure. But if this if this present situation does not illustrate just how far our government is willing to um, corral us into indentured servitude, I really truly do not know what is, and especially in the guise of this situation and education because we're seeing the schools, even though you're at home, they're still going, oh, yeah, by the way, you have to do this, 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 and this, and if you don't do this, this, and this, you're not going to be able to keep up. But here's one of the other things about it, Tim. Assessments have been put on hold, and people are rejoicing over that. And I'm like, wait a minute. No, 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 because the second that everything is lifted and supposedly we go back to normal, which there will not be a normal. There will be a new, uh, a, a new uh, configuration. But we w- we have ceased to know life as we have before. So when all this is said and over, and the next chapter comes up, everybody who has been at home and returns to those uh, school systems that they were previously in, what do you think is going to hit them in the face? It's going to be nothing but assess, 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 because after all, you've been at home. We really don't know where you're at. We've got to be able to know where you're at so that we can continue to manipulate you and control you. And that is what is so dangerous about some of these bills that we have been talking about um, over the past couple of weeks that have surfaced around this particular virus and how, you know, we, we've all seen the, the articles out there in mainstream media about, okay, well, here are the pork belly projects. But if you look at the ones that are just for education, and I'm going to highlight those in my article tomorrow because I've been able to tie the United Nations in to what we're seeing happen in education through the COVID virus. But the point of it is, is that you've got um, uh, I think it's just over $3 billion, Tim, that's been ushered in for nothing but education, or as I call it, educratic moves, 
throughout any of these stimulus packages. So when you're looking at Pelosi going, okay, well, here's another one, and it's going to open up Pandora's box where taxes are concerned, don't think that how we live and how we educate won't be in there as well. No, I, I totally agree. In fact, uh, I did something, uh, let's see, this was on the 26th of March. It's, it was titled, uh, Debt, Debt Disguised as Relief, the Multi-Trillion Dollar Unconstitutional Stimulus Sells Out the People for 30 Pieces of Silver. Now, you, I put right at the top so that you can hear Donald Trump himself say this less than two months ago, that we will never be a socialist country, which is laughable to anybody who thinks about it, okay? Because, as Victor has pointed out on Tuesdays, as soon as you have a central bank, guess what? You become a socialist country. That's just the way it is. So I covered some of these things of how this gets broken down, this this stimulus thing, and then we used, uh, later on, down in the article, I used the screenshots that you gave for what they're spending, uh, and you marked Mm -hmm. them in red, uh, what they're spending as far as education is concerned. And, and this is what I go back to before, the unconstitutional spending. I mean, we aren't even talking about uh, Susan Harwood training grants for $10 million or OSHA $30 million, uh, wage and hour division, whatever that is, $6.5 million. We're, we're talking about student aid administration, $75 million. Higher education, $9.5 billion. Uh, and mm-hmm. I could go down the line, these these that you listed here, and it's amazing to me that the people are just fine with it. And instead of actually holding people accountable, look, this isn't just about Democrats. In fact, here's one of the things. When Representative Thomas Massey out of Kentucky said, hey, we need names on this. We need a roll call vote on this so people can hold these people accountable who are selling them out. And ripping them off, that's what happened in the stimulus bill. We need to do that. What does the president do? Now, folks, if this doesn't tell you who, what Donald Trump is all about, nothing will. He tweeted out, looks like a third-rate grand, third grandstander named Thomas Massey, a congressman from, unfortunately, a truly great state, Kentucky, wants to vote against the new Save Our Workers bill in Congress. He just wants the publicity. He can't stop it. Only delay, which is both dangerous and costly. Workers and small businesses need money now in order to survive. No, they need to be open and working. That's what they need. Virus wasn't their fault. It is, quote-unquote, hell dealing with the Dems. Had to give up some stupid things in order to get the big picture done. 90% great win, back house, but throw Massey out of the Republican Party. Now, before I turn it back over to you, here's what Thomas Massey tweeted. The stimulus package that just passed is the biggest wealth transfer from common folks to the super-rich Wall Street and bankers in the history of mankind. Done in the name of a virus with $1,200 checks as the cheese in the trap, this will be obvious in short order. What do you say, Lynn? Oh, he is he's spot on. Um, and I know that a lot of people are circulating that particular interview that he just did a couple of days ago with Glenn Beck. Now, I'm not a huge Beck fan, but the fact that Massey was on and talking about this, and he went into detail over um, what happened and how most of Congress didn't show up because they were, you know, scared of the virus. And um, it was it was really something. Yeah, he even said that, uh, I think it was, that even the Romans couldn't pull this one off. But yet, you know, here we have, have done it. And um, 
it is just absolutely insane. But uh, we've got people who are just, oh, yeah, let's just bring on the government chains. And so, well, that's what we've got. Um, let me point out, though, Tim, if we think that all this COVID garbage is uh, has just surfaced, and if you go to congress.gov, okay, which is where you can read all the actual legislation. And I really encourage folks, while we've got all this time, you know, don't just rely on myself. Don't just rely on all these other people who read these these bills and this, these laws. Go read it for yourself. Go see what is happening under your nose. And um, they've got a huge resource right now. It's at congress.gov. And if you look on the home page, you'll be able to see where they have all the COVID-19 stuff all in one location. And you can track for yourself what our government is doing as far as COVID-19. But let me point this out, okay? People think, oh, yeah, well, you know, this has just surfaced, and we've got this report, and we've got that report from this nation, and everybody hit it, and blah, 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 blah. You know, stuff is going, stuff is flying that's true and not true all over the place. Now, someone sent me yesterday, there's supposed to have been a French study that was sequestered by the American media, and it was two simple antibiotics that were supposed to, to knock this stuff out, okay? One of them, I think you talked about a couple of weeks ago that missionaries use, and uh, the price has skyrocketed because now everybody wants it. But well, this well, particular... no. Yeah, the, the thing that they're using, they have used for malaria. I'm not saying that. That mm-hmm. was the more dangerous one. The thing I was talking about was something that is not toxic to your body at all. Uh, it was sodium chloride right. and um, chlorine. chlorine dioxide i believe it was and dms dmos and for probably less than 100 bucks you could treat like your whole community right well now what's happening is that um like i was pointing out this particular french study was going well yeah there are two antibiotics and the person listed them off and of course he's in in scrubs so i guess he's a doctor but anyway the point of it is is one of the antibiotics they listed there are millions of people who have allergic reactions to that particular antibiotic but but because we have someone who is saying well first of all it's you know the american people are keeping me from this knowledge and it's from the french and after all they found this people are going to go out and they're going to get these things that are harming them in the name of something that's supposed to help them from getting this virus so do you see the mindset that is going on here we're going to take anything and everything we possibly can whether it's good for me or whether it's not and we're going to somehow avoid this virus no you're exactly right i remember when the president came out i mean just right on cue oh we have we have a wonderful thing it works he probably doesn't know anything about it this is what he's being told but people need to understand something else this the, the the guy who's advising him this dr fossey um in the New England Journal of Medicine, he basically said coronavirus is less severe than the flu. I mean, that's what he said. And and so you're exactly right. People aren't looking. They aren't seeing. Look, when the stuff first coming out, I was like, boy, is this sweeping? This this sounds pretty bad. And, of course, we had the, the numbers that were coming out and things like this. And just the more I see it here, I, I see what they're doing. If they're just doing it in China, it's one thing. When you start seeing them shut down and want to fine people and throw people in jail, at the same time, they're letting people out of the jails. The guy from up in New Jersey wanted to curb gun stores and shut them down. 
while in, in the process he's letting people out of jail. And you go, okay, I'm not sort of following what, the thinking here, but it is it's a form of tyranny. Well, I've got, um, let's see, I think it's um, over towards Winston-Salem. I want to say it's Greensboro, but there is a city here in North Carolina that has just come up with an online form so that you, as your neighbor, <clears throat> can report someone in your neighborhood who is violating the stay-at-home ordinances. Now, if that doesn't tell us that we are that, that we have now reached the threshold where we are being the nanny state, um, the spy neighbor, I don't know what is. Um, you know, pretty soon they're going to say, well, you know, if you're not in your house and you're not doing A, B, C, and D, yeah, we're going to report you too. And don't think that won't happen, especially with all this at-home education stuff, because the reports are coming out about all the different services who are supposedly offering online uh, access for education. Well, they're spying on people, and it's coming out left and right. You've got Google, you've got Zoom, you've got um, Microsoft, all these others, and they're using services like Khan Academy or, or whatever that have been tied to the Common Core machine. They're all in there, and they are spying. And, I, you know, people want to say, well, you've just got your tinfoil hat on too hard. No, I don't. This stuff is coming true that we've been talking about. Hey, watch out for it. Here we are. Now, before all this garbage hit, back in the early session, of the 116th Congress, which we are at now, there was a bill in the House that became public law. It was 116-22, which means it was very early in this particular congressional session. And it was nothing but a bill for planning for pandemic and, and emergency reactions. So all this stuff that we're seeing happen, Tim, and I'm not giving our, our government the benefit of they can do anything quickly, okay? Just because they signed this bill into law early in the 116th congressional session doesn't mean they have all the, the things set in place to act quickly. But a lot of what we're seeing was in that particular bill, and that should should really let people know if you don't see the things that have been set up before what we're seeing happen now play into this. This is exactly why. Then you also have another bill, and it is um, also, I have it in the email with all the links that I sent you, that talks about global health where COVID is mentioned, okay? Uh, it's not really gone very much of anywhere, but I wouldn't be surprised if some of the things that were in that particular Senate bill didn't land in either one of the three stimuluses already passed or this one that, that they want to pass to make number four. So, you know, we didn't even have four stimulus packages when it was the, um, what is it, the America Recovery Act or whatever it was, you know, that gave us Obamacare and gave us all these, you know, shovel-ready projects and that sort of thing. We didn't have four stimuluses, so why do we need that now? Yeah, it's absolutely amazing to me that if this were Barack Obama uh, who signed this into legislate or signed this into law, it's not really law; it's usurping law, it's theft. That's what's going on, and it's imposing unconstitutional. If this was he, if the, if he was in the office right now, 
you can bet every single person who is behind President Trump right now would be having a herd of cows. They just really would. And you talked about snitches there real quickly. Um, we have in Kentucky, um, 911 gets calls for coughing neighbors. Kentucky governor opens up a hotline to allow you to snitch to the government on your coughing neighbors. I mean, this is what it's made us into. I think some of this hasn't isn't just the social distancing. That's just the physical aspect that's happening when people are out. That comes from a lot of the social media that we have, that people even say things to people on social media they would never say to their face. Then we have where another lady out of uh, Brooklyn, 86-year-old woman, she died after being hit in the head by a 32-year-old woman who claimed she was violating social distancing rules. I mean, this is what we've got. And it comes from the very things that you and I talk about every Wednesday here. It's the indoctrination. It's people don't think. They don't use their head. Um, I, I just, it's amazing to me. They, they, have, they have made a way to turn us on one another. And, uh, and to me, that's one of the more frightening things is that the, the government has so indoctrinated the people that they're willing to turn on one another. Right, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> now, I don't know if you have the headline up, but it's uh, the, uh, the recent article out of the Washington Post that said that all this homeschooling that was going to be going on due to the coronavirus was actually going to be very, very bad for children because they would, you know, be so far behind by the time they got back, which is, in essence, why, you know, you're going to see so many tests and assessments go on when things get to the next level is because they have to constantly monitor where you are. Well, we know a lot of the foundation for that, Tim, was in the Every Student Succeeds Act. I mean, people were talking, oh, yes, we can opt out. No, yes, we don't have to do the, you know, the nationally norm test. Bull hockey. Uh-uh. It's going it's to absolutely ramp up. Now, what is so interesting about this particular Washington Post article, okay, is that the former education commissioner from Tennessee wrote this particular article, and he is tied to a group that's called the City Fund. Well, now, the City Fund is a bunch of investors with too much money and too little um, education sense to, you know, legislate their way out of a paper bag, but yet here they have people who are in key places, henceforth this person who's writing this particular article, and they're talking about, you know, hey, this is this is why you don't want to homeschool. That um, you know, you you can't possibly know what's going on uh, when you look at who is behind the city fund. Um, you're going to see that there are a lot of people who are in key places from the Common Core machine. You're also going to see that this particular article cites the Brookings Institute, the Northwestern Education Association, or the NWEA, Chiefs for Change, and the Education Trust. Now, Education Trust is where former Secretary of Education John King has landed his happy little self, and he is leading this particular Education Trust down the Common Core United Nations Road in agenda. And if you particularly look at who supports the Education Trust, you're going to see lots of the same companies, some of these companies who are getting bailout money from these stimuluses, 
who are in here and they're supporting more agenda, not just for public schools, but for all schools, okay? Because let's not forget, this COVID virus is not just going to visit those public, publicly schooled children. It's going to visit every type of, of child who is educated and every adult who is educated, because this is not just K through 12, as we have said so many times. No, it is. And I was showing some of these other things, and this is part of what, you know, goes on, uh, is people get lost in what that stimulus gives. When it says it'll give you a blanket thing, even even with the uh, screenshots you had, it says, okay, so much for this. Okay, we're not told how that's broken up. We're not told who that's sent to. And it begin you begin to wonder, uh, who are these who are these people that the money's going to? Uh, some of them obviously are big business. Some, we've had some stuff go to Wall Street, obviously. Um, and then how many of these people are tied to the administration or the people in Congress? What, what kind of favors are getting paid off here? And it starts to become readily apparent to me that there's there. I don't want to say quid pro quo, but there's definitely some scratch, scratcher back. I'll, you know, I'll scratch yours kind of deal. At least that's what seems to be going on. Some of the names that you've mentioned here uh, from the Washington Post article. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't trust uh, the the news source Chalkbeat because that's tied to the um, Common Core machine as well. But they uh, published an article back in 2018 about how City Trust was this big group of investors and how they were going to take, you know, this big amount of money. They were going to invest it into your city and they were going to invest it in education because, after all, education is going to make a greater workforce. Well, duh. What does that tell you in two seconds? It's not about academics. It hasn't been about academics since I could not tell you when. Um, you know, that's just the way it is. Uh, now, I know that we've gone over the different um, ideas for if you do uh, have your kids at home, and we've talked a couple of shows or at least one show. I know you did one with Alex Newman as well about what we can do at home. Uh, you know, we've got that for the listeners and um, the, the viewers as well. They can look at that at their leisure. Um, but I wanted to point out, um, let's see here, when you were doing the interview with Alex, okay, there were a couple of things that I wanted, and first of all, thank you for, you know, mentioning that we do this every week when you were talking with him, but um, one of the things that struck me is a lot of people are thinking, oh, well, if I have my child homeschooled, if I just yank him out of the public system and I just homeschool him, everything's going to be fine and hunky-dory, and I'm going to save them from all this angst and, and all this kind of stuff. I want people to understand, just because you homeschool does not exempt you from life happening. In other words, if we're concerned about our children and uh, suicide rates or, you know, mental stability or those sorts of things, homeschoolers can be just as negatively impacted as, say, their public school cohort, okay? And I sat there and um, found some statistics about just how um, how big the numbers can be 
for those types of situations. But the reason I bring that up, Tim, is because with all this intrusion into our privacy, those adverse childhood experiences, which suicide and mental health and those sorts of things come into play, this is one of the things that the government is going to use as another angle to not only manipulate what you're taught, because a lot of this comes in through the social and emotional learning that we've talked about, which is your attitudes, values, and beliefs, they're going to use it as another reason to come into your home through either the in-home visits or through some uh, type of legislation to go, well, if you're not feeling happy and you're not feeling the way that we say that you should, then there's something wrong and we have to come in and we have to micromanage your family because absolutely you can't do this. Well, yeah, we're already getting even stories of people who are said to have contracted the virus. <laughs> or they're tested positive for the virus. And they're even coming in and taking their kids as a result of that. We've had some stories that yeah. have come out about that. And, and so it makes yeah. all the more sense. They think, well, we need to do this. This is what I was seeing in the post. I was reading a few lines out of that uh, to where they think, mm-hmm. oh, the kid's going to be behind. Well, nobody thinks kids are going to be behind for three months not being in school in the summer, do they? I mean, well, here's... It, Right, but but if you look at that particular article, the ones who are going to suffer the most are going to be those low-income children. I'm sorry, if you're out of school, I don't care what income bracket you will, you're in. You're going to have what's known as the summer slide, um, which is another reason for why we have to continue to test. But again, we're seeing the same things that were brought up about how great Every Student Succeeds Act was going to do it. It was going to level the playing field. We're seeing those same worn-out arguments used now under the guise of this virus. And, oh, yes, this is why you need so much government intervention. It's because, after all, you're too stupid to think your way out of the paper bag. But we've got this virus covered, and here are all these resources, and here is how you're going to be able to do all this while you're at home. And, you know, people are just like lemmings. They're flocking to it and i cannot for the life of me figure out why you would be willing to take your entire community and just go sure do what the heck you want and uh we'll take it yeah you know something that uh we that alex and i talked about uh in school and this is one of the things that is not taught in school and you won't find it in your your stem your common core or any of this other stuff. You just won't find it. And that is real economics. That's not being taught. Right. And I, I, I say that because we've been talking about the stimulus, and I call it the the biggest heist in U.S. history. Um, mm-hmm. Let me show people something here. This is the sure. U.S. debt clock. Okay? Does anybody... Oh, yes. Yeah, I, I want people to think about something. Does anybody notice anything that's going on... Let me get my little arrow. Right in here, do you notice anything different right there of the U.S. national debt at $23 trillion, $619 billion on down? Does anybody notice anything different from what just happened with this stimulus package? Oh, I can tell you. They haven't added it in. That's $2.2 trillion, so you can just chunk that right on here. You can chunk on $1.5 trillion from that, that was sent out to Wall Street just a couple of weeks ago. And we can also take Larry Kudlow. He said just about a week ago 
the coronavirus stimulus package is to to exceed six trillion dollars. Now, why is that? Well, we're only told about a two trillion dollar aid package, right? But it also uh, the package would include four trillion in lending power to the Federal Reserve. And if you don't know why that is, it's because the Treasury Department is now working with the private entity of the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve is not the government. They're working with the Federal Reserve to buy securities. Now, Lynn, we've talked about fascism. This is getting on the issue of communism, just full-on communism. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's no, no doubt about it. And, you know, part of the thing that's supposed to go in this uh, fourth stimulus that Pelosi's pushing is going to find not only will it attack your taxes at all levels, local, state, and federal, it's also going to open up Pandora's box for the government to come in and buy municipal bonds. So they're buying your town now. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy that people don't see what's going on here. It really is crazy. And they're doing it. You know, I hear all these big talkers in uh, chats and stuff. Not, Of course, not in our chat because we have some well-thinking people. (laughs) Um, I mean, seriously, we do. They have pretty good debate. Oh, no, no. I wasn't laughing as in I'm making fun of them. I'm (laughs) laughing as in yes. (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah. So I see some of these people come in. Oh, I'm going to kill me some commies. But boy, I can't wait to get my check. Go Trump, Trump 2020. And I'm going, what does it what what are you not putting together in your head here? And and really, I got I there's one guy in a chat room. He talks about just itching to go kill commies. And I'm like, you probably haven't been out of your house and whatever. But I hear that. And then it's a I want to vote for a man who's signing on. This legislation, he wants to point the finger, he wants to do the WWE match with Democrats, but he'll sign the unconstitutional legislation that rips you off, enslaves you, enslaves your children, enslaves their children. And I know some people have said, well, he could just abolish the Federal Reserve. We could get rid of that. Of course, I know there's some steps that have to be done. But you're talking about that's going to tank the economy. And then what comes after that? It's kind of like the COVID thing. He says, well, we don't want to make the cure worse than the... Than the than the virus or whatever. Well, what do you think this is going to be? If you tank the Federal Reserve, I want to know what you're putting in place of it because I'm fine with getting rid of the Federal Reserve. I really am. And we and Ron Paul has said we could basically write the majority, if not almost all of it, of the debt that we have to them off. We could do that. That still leaves a little bit of debt that we have to China. It's not as much as everybody thinks, but it, there is a significant amount there. And there would be a small amount there to the Federal Reserve, but it would be way less than what we've got. But we've got to stop. We have to stop our socialism. And that's that's something I don't see too many people really willing to do. Um, and then, of course, the talks of cashless kind of stuff that was tried to be put in this last stimulus by uh, Pelosi, um, the Federal Reserve, you know, Bitcoin, if you will, uh, that, that they try to do. And they, they, they didn't put that in there. But still, this stuff is right there at our door. And folks, if you're going to continue to play the little game with DC, they'll play that game with you, and they will beat you every time. Right, they absolutely will. Um, now, if you want a really good resource for true economics, um, I included this in the email that I sent you. There is a book. It's called "Whatever Happened to Penny Candy?" It's an Uncle Eric book. It's part of a series. Uh, 
it, that has been a tool that a lot of true homeschoolers have used for years to teach their kids about economics. And the, the link that I sent, Tim, is the online version, so you can get it for free, and you can read it. And if you've never heard of it, I would suggest that you read it. It's a phenomenal tool, and that will help with true economics, uh, not the stuff that we're seeing um, but yeah, it is absolutely insane. Now, as far as um, let's see here, there was something I was going to bring up. Um, oh, okay. When you were doing the interview with Alex, you made a comment about if you can read, you can teach. Well, one of the things that I wanted to share with you and the audience—I don't think we've ever brought this up before—but when I was um, looking at um, becoming a home educator, first of all. I had a year-long argument with God about there's no way I can do this. You know, I didn't finish college, and I get all the reasons that, that I could possibly come up with, okay? I can't do this. I can't do this. And it was really amazing because every time I said I can't, it wouldn't happen instantaneously, but not too long after whatever can't I said, there would be some sort of person put in my path or some sort of something that would happen that would say, yes, you can, and this is what I want you to do. And so, uh, like I said, it was a year that I had this particular conversation, and it was like, okay, at the end of the year, I'm like, okay, fine, you win, God, I'm going to do this, but you're going to have to put people in my path because I am totally clueless as to what I'm supposed to do. So, And this is when we were living in Florida. So, um, you know, somebody was having a used curriculum sale at a local church, and I'm like, okay, fine, so I'll go to this used curriculum fair. And so I walk in, and there's no one in uh, the, the building except the lady behind the cash register. And I go through all the aisles, and I'm looking, and I'm grabbing all this stuff. Now, I'm not a very tall person, so by the time I get to the cash register, I have a stack that's almost as tall as I am. And the lady looks at me just as sweetly as she could, and she goes, you're new, aren't you? And I'm just looking around like, is there anybody else in this room? Is she talking to me? And I was like, how can you tell? She's like, that stack of books you have. She goes, let me ask you something. How many children do you have? And I said, well, I have three. Okay, she said, there's no one else here, so let me take some time with you. And she went through that stack of books and resources that I had, and she trimmed it down to, okay, you can use this, you don't need that, this is great, but you're not there yet. You know. So she was taking her time to do this, which is one of the things that I had said, you know, hey, I'm going to need this. And... um then she looks at me and she goes, why do you think you can't teach at home? Well, I don't have a, you know, teacher's license and, you know, all this other kind of stuff. And she looks at me and she goes, all right, I've got three questions I'm going to ask you. Who taught your children how to eat? Well, my husband and I, okay. Uh, who taught them how to use the bathroom? Well, my husband and I. And who taught them how to tie their shoes if they're old enough to tie their shoes? Well, we did. And I'm thinking, what in the world is this woman's point? And she looks at me and she goes, I don't know if you know this, but those are three of the most difficult life skills that any human being needs um, 
in life. And another one was um, how to walk, okay? So if you can master things like walking and going to the bathroom and tying your shoes and eating, what is math and English in that context? And it wasn't until it was put that way, Tim, that I the light bulb went off and going, well, holy cow, I can do this. Now, did everything turn up to be sunshine and roses from then on for the next 23 years? No. But it was that moment that it was like, oh, my gosh, I can do this. And I, I'm not saying that everyone's going to have that particular experience, okay? No one's going to have that exact experience because that was unique to me. But my point is, if we can do these really, really hard things, even amongst all the panic and idiocy that's going on, we can continue to be that example for our children. It's not rocket science. No, I know, I know, and but I think what you were dem- what you were displaying is what we saw with other mothers who had even been into homeschooling before we were, and that was it. It's it's a form of indoctrination we've been given. Our immediate thought is. Well, I don't have this schooling. I don't have this thing. And I think we forget, too, in history, even some of those who've been, who were used greatly in our history, many of them uh, didn't have a lot of that. Some of them taught themselves to read. Uh, some of them taught themselves to write and to, uh, and to do math and, and to do all these things. They learned it on their own or they became apprentices to somebody who did it. But it wasn't like that person went through, you know, four years, eight, six, eight years or whatever to teach them something. Now, I'm not saying there's no benefit to learning from some of those people. But the rule of thumb is, is the very things that you're talking about there uh, of what we're teaching them. And when we go, when we mention things like Deuteronomy 6, well, what's the things that we're to really be engaged in teaching them anyway? What's the commands of God? You see, half the problems that we have, or more than half the problems, virtually all of the problems that we have in society could be sorted out if the people knew God's word and they knew his law and they wanted to obey it. At least if they acknowledged it, we could solve the majority of the problems. Why? Because it addresses all of them. And I know I've had right. the people say, well, that's ancient stuff, and it doesn't apply. And we took and we applied just weights and measurements. We applied do not steal. That, this, all of this is what the stimulus is doing, the Federal Reserve. The, all of that is a violation of those things. And God says that he hates right. it. It's an abomination. Absolutely. Well, I've got, um, before, I know we're running up on um, almost time out, so what I wanted to do was, you know, if you are a free-thinking American citizen and you want to stay that way for (laughs) as long as we can, uh, the Citizens for Free Speech has a petition that we can sign, and I would urge you to do that, about the power abuses that we are protesting um, in the name of COVID-19. And uh, the nice thing about that is that the Citizens for Free Speech, even, you know, while we're all trying to stay safe and all that kind of stuff, has ways that you can get out in your community, even under, you know, all the stuff that's going on, and help make a difference so that people can be woken up to about, wait a minute, this is not about staying safe. This is not about avoiding a, a a disease or a virus or whatever, you know, the flavor of the, the, the day is on it. This is about your rights being stripped away more so than ever before. 
So I would urge you to go to that, and I hope you have that up, Tim. It's the Citizens for Free Speech, uh, Stop Destruction of the Civil Liberties. Um, so, yeah. It was that in the, is that, that in the email? There's a lot of things here. Yes, it's under number three. I got mm-hmm. you. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll put this up so people can see that. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to have the link here for all this stuff that we're showing people. We're going to have this in the archive later this morning. So if you if you say, hey, I wanted that, that book that Lynn had, or I want to sign that petition, or I want to see this article or that, don't forget, we'll have that up mm-hmm. later this morning uh, at com. You'll be able to pick it up there. Okay, sounds good. And let's, you know, let's make sure that we do stay safe. And we know that if the government's involved, there's no if. The government is involved in education, whether it should be or it shouldn't. And no school choice, especially home schools, will be safe from that because we have over 25 states, Tim, with educational neglect or abuse laws already on the books. So, you know, don't be surprised if you see those states start enacting legislation targeting your families, whether they homeschool or they don't, while everybody's at home. Yeah, this is uh, these are these are concerning things. When we got the message yesterday uh, on the phone, well, actually it was last night uh, about the non-essential businesses being shut down. You know, this that's the next thing. Uh, they'll start getting people who are individuals. I think currently they're doing things like, uh, you know, reminding people, hey, you know, you're not you're not following the rules. We, we can't help you. I, I even talk with um, somebody who had there was a business and they it was a it was a restaurant and some people were inside eating and they ended up calling the police on them to get them to go out of the out of the establishment. To, I mean, they didn't arrest them or anything. But see, I think that's where it is right now. They get you into the mindset of thinking these things. They give a little intimidation. You know, if you if you come from an area like we do, normally police are pretty nice fellas. I mean, they 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 are. They're they're pretty uh, polite fellas and, and things. And they'll do that, and then they get the mindset going, and then it slowly but surely there begins to be this wall even between the police and the people because they get aggravated. They're having to go do this. Why can't you just stay in the house and be like a normal person and this, that, you know, that's the mindset that goes on until eventually right. you, you, you have the, we, us thing. And I just assume we cut that down now while there's a small amount, not police, but those in, in, uh, in government cut them down, cut, cut it, cut it, cut it off right now. Uh, and point out their unconstitutional behavior to say, look, I'm a big boy. I'm a big girl. I can make my own decisions. Well, you can if it's going to affect the health of well, you can't prove that I am affecting the health of anybody else. That's the problem. They can't even they well, can't even get a handle on what the heck they're dealing with. I mean, really, they really right. can't. Well, one of the underlying things about all this is this is a massive move move toward collectivism, and the United Nations needs us to be a collective mindset um, nation before they can totally assimilate us. Centers for Disease Control has a data collection and spying system that's supposed to be in the name of safety for COVID-19. That's going to attack your um, health insurance privacy. It's also going to involve the uh, children's health insurance program. So don't think that just because you're home that, um, you know, when you go to the doctor, it's not being um, tracked as well. And, again, this is for community-based uh, assessment. 
Yeah, yeah, I Which know. Which can all tie back to the Every Student Succeeds Act. I'm telling you, yep. people don't realize how much of the Every Student Succeeds Act is showing up in this stuff even now. Well, I, I think they don't want to see it. Or either that or they don't even understand the underlying premise of what that means because every we've talked about this before. All these bills, all this legislation that comes through, none of it says, hey, we want to steal your children and brainwash them. They're not called, we want to steal children and brainwash them act. They don't do that. They, they tell us it's, it's something nice. Every student succeeds. Well, who doesn't want students to succeed? I mean, that's well, the way they do. And I understand that. But when it's under the guise of we've got to funnel every single thing you do, and that would include your apprenticeships and, you know, dual enrollment and all that kind of stuff, um, when it has to funnel through the Common Core machine, uh, it's not worth it. It really isn't. When it has to funnel through the United Nations, it's not worth it. But yet, you know, as you've said, you've got people who are – jumping up and down and getting on the Trump train and going, oh, yeah, he's going to be the one who saves it. No, he's the one who's paving the road to hell. Excuse yep. my friend. But, you know, he's helping quite a bit with that. Well, that's what – no, that's exactly – you hit it right on the head. They they have they – have, they've fallen into an issue to where they look at their politics like a sporting event. Look at them when something is said. Uh, let, me, let me go back to, to what Trump said um, for an example – uh, I have to pull up the other thing. Let me let me pull this up and just remind people. <clears throat> when Thomas Massey just simply wanted people, when they were going to vote on this heist of money and put the debt on the backs of the American people and throw them a couple of chump change, you know, on the side. When he said that, he said, Thomas Massey looks like a third-rate grandstander. Okay. Look at this. I mean, 60,000 people, and I, I think he gets he gets a little bit of censorship there, too. I don't know. 60,000 people liked or loved that. This doesn't even count um, people who commented positively and all this other stuff. He says he looks like a third-rate grandstander for simply saying the people of the states need to know who voted for this and who didn't vote for it. Now, when you have that, then it gets a third-rate grandstander. This comes from the man who says, I'm the chosen one. Uh, you know, all this stuff that he does that looks like third-rate grandstanding. That's what it looks like. And people look at right. that, and they get behind the guy who can talk the biggest game, game and who can seem to do certain things without actually doing them. He ends up doing the opposite of it. And so what do we expect from the people? They, this is the bread and circus for them. Uh, your twelve hundred buck check, and we're going to give you a show too. It's going to be President Trump and Thomas Massey duking it out, and you know what's going to happen? People are going to turn on Thomas Massey. Well, I don't want to be one of those people. Oh, That's yeah. why we he, wanted to have him on yeah. the show because this guy has a ninety nine percent Freedom Index voting record, and uh, he doesn't need to be diminished. He doesn't need to be put down. He needs to be one of those guys that we exalt and say, "You guys need to be." Like him, you need to honor your oath and do what's right before God. That's all the time we got for for today, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Lynn, thank you this morning. If you want to support Lynn, go to CommonCoreDiva.com, CommonCoreDiva.com, and you can check out her articles, and you can support her, and you can go to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com across the top there, donate, become a son or a daughter of liberty, 23 hours. See ya. <laughs>